Hey friends, this episode is my second with Laura Horwig. We had planned to talk about mediumship, but her guides came in as we were getting ready to record and asked if they could bring through some info that is 2024 specific. Long story short, we had a great but lengthy conversation that I'm dividing up into two episodes. So the end of this one may seem a little disconnected, but I didn't want you to wait to know where to find Laura. The mediumship episode will be released at the end of February. Now on with the show. I try to keep it as broad as possible and not sort of speak any one lineage or any one tradition, if you'd like, because I, I really have always had a calling to get information out and understanding to as many different people as possible. And I work with such a variety of people from different backgrounds, different religions, different belief systems in my practice that I try to leave it open. Like I'll I'll often say, you know, universe, God, angels, whatever, masters, whatever label you'd like to put on it. It's really all this universe, you know, it's yeah. all the same energy. Yeah. And no, no one of those terms is any better than the other because really we're all referring to the same energy. Hi friends and welcome back to Curiously Wise. I'm Lauren Wittig, your host. And today I have Laura Horwig here with me. And this is the second time she's been on pretty recently because We had so much to talk about in the first session that we just decided we had to have another one. And now we've got even more fun stuff to talk about today because Laura gets these hits as we're, as we're preparing. So we've got some, some really interesting things to talk about. Let me introduce Laura briefly in case you haven't listened to her previous episode here on Curiously Wise. Laura is an international spiritual counselor and psychic medium. She has a laser-like way of seeing relevant details in all the areas of your life. She is perceptive in ways that feel like your own deepest knowing. She brings a compassionate, no-nonsense presence to her work, along with a huge capacity to see and outline the most positive, life-affirming way forward. She is both a seer and a counselor, a refreshing combination. Her passion is to empower people to live their lives in the most authentic and passionate way possible aligning their lives with their own divine mission, and discovering and developing their own spiritual gifts. Clients experience life-changing shifts working with Laura. She assists her clients in getting in touch with their authentic selves and exploring new opportunities in their careers, relationships, and lives. She specializes in guiding her clients through major life changes and challenges. Welcome back to Curiously Wise, Laura. Thank you, Laura. It's really great to be back. Yeah. So. We're going to dive in because there's a lot going on. <laughs> there's definitely and, uh, a lot going on. Yes. So just before we started recording, Laura was telling me she's been getting a lot of information from Spirit about this period of time we're passing through right now. So we're just going to start right there. So this will be as pertinent to where you are in time if you listen to this when it's first dropped. And it still will carry forward well into 2024 and from what I understand into 2025. So Laura, tell us what you've been told to bring to us today? Well, we are moving. We are, I'm just going to say it's December 19th, just to give people a a guideline. And we are now just about to move into the Christmas holiday week. And and there are so many energetic and cosmic things going on right now. 
that my guides have really been urging me to talk about these things and to help people deal with these energy issues. Because honestly, if you didn't know what was going on, you could start really wondering what, what's happening to you and the people around you, because there's so many different things going on. Okay. I'm just going to start with the fact that we're all in Mercury retrograde. Mercury retrograde started about the 13th of December and is going to go obviously right into January. So there's that energy right there. Okay. There, there's energy around miscommunication. You know, there's all the uh, electronic stuff and all that good stuff. But mainly what my guides were focusing on um, was the communication issues. Because let's face it, this can be a very stressful time for people. You know, it can be a very emotional time for a lot of people. The holiday season isn't necessarily, you know, all butterflies and, and unicorns. A lot of people are dealing with loss, you know, losses of loved ones, losses of employment losses of the direction um, in their own lives. So there's a lot going on. So what my guides have suggested to me is, number one, we need to amp up our own self-care. And we need to be very understanding and very compassionate with others and really trying to focus on staying very, very grounded. Because when we're grounded, we have much more patience. We We can... We can access our, our compassion much more because let's face it, it's a stressful time to begin with. And then we have these energetic things going on as well. Okay. Now that's just the first piece of the puzzle. Okay. The, the second piece is we have a very, very powerful full moon coming up on basically 25th, 26th. You know, it's potato, potato. So it's landing right on Christmas, okay, for, for those people who are, are celebrating. And it is, it's an interesting energy because we all know that with any normal full moon, the peak time, the peak energies of a full moon is three days before and three days after. So basically what we're looking at is the whole Christmas period, basically from Christmas Eve, Eve, and, and going right into, you know, New Year's Eve, there's going to be some very, very intense energies, okay? And as we know, again, the full moon is something that can really knock people off kilter. There's a lot of strange things. I've, I've been getting a lot of cautionary messages from my guides in terms of limiting your travel, you know, taking, make sure you're, you're being very low-key about what you're doing. Because the full moon energy in of itself can often cause accidents. Excuse me, I'm just getting over a cold too. Yeah, I was just coughing myself. <laughs> Sorry. So not only like car accidents and things like that, but actually people having accidents. You want to be extra careful about what you're doing around the home. You know, you want to move. You know, you don't want extension cord lying around, things like that. Like be very, I'm just add a little bit of extra caution okay so that, that's going on as well and then there's another uh, another very energetic thing that's going on we're in solar uh cycle number 25 okay and i knew already that there was some energetic things like really ramping up with the sun and i didn't realize though i just 
actually read some information about it. And this is apparently going to be one of the most powerful solar cycles in the last hundred years. Like that's pretty powerful. And it is also going to be what they call a double peak cycle. And one of those peaks is going to be in 2024, and one of those peaks is going to be in 2025. So we're really looking at some very, very intense energies coming into the Earth from the sun, basically for the next two years. And the thing, sorry, can I interrupt just for a minute? I'm well versed in Mercury retrograde and in full moons, but I don't know what you mean by a solar cycle. So can you just explain that? A solar cycle is, is, is basically the energy emitted from the sun. It goes from basically low to high, and it increases over curve. I'm by no means an expert, but mm-hmm. I do know the basic energetics of it. And some solar cycle, we're talking when we're on a high energy solar cycle, there's usually a lot of CMEs. There's a lot of, which is uh, coronal mass ejections from the sun. There's usually a lot of all kinds of radiation, extra radiation that is hitting the earth. Okay. okay. So when we are in a high cycle or the high portion of the cycle, that energy is at its peak. And that isn't, it lasts much, much longer because the sun cycle is, all sun cycles are 11 years. Okay. So what this means is we're going in to the high part of the most, energetic period of the cycle and and what what's being said about it is it's going to be peaking at at a high energy rate that we haven't seen in 100 years okay, okay. so that's yeah it didn't have nearly as much technology 100 years ago so exactly then, yeah. you know you know it could affect technology there's also evidence that shows that when we're in a high energy solar cycle it affects the weather it can mm-hmm. affect tectonics. You know, we can see more earthquakes and things like that. Uh, there's a lot of it really bombards the earth with a lot of energy. Now, we are protected to some extent by the shield of electromagnetic energy around the earth, but that can only protect us to a certain point. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not to mention that technically, I believe that shield has been weakening over, over time. Yeah. So, uh, you know, here we have a, a super high solar cycle and we have a weakened shield. So obviously the earth is going to get bombarded, but people forget that not only the earth gets bombarded with all this energy, but literally our bodies also get bombarded with this energy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we talked a lot last time about uh, self-care mm-hmm. and what my guides have really been telling me and talking about is self-care over the next couple of years with all this energetic stuff going on is going to be not even, <laughs> I was going to use another word. Uh, I'm going to use the actual, the word critical, okay? Because our bodies are going to be going through huge energetic changes and we need to support them in every way we possibly get, okay? Yep. So there's yep. a lot of a lot of things that we can do. But, but yeah, so this is a very unusual period. And really, if we want to talk about this period right now around the Christmas season, we just need to be exercise some caution, take care of ourselves, take care of the people around us, 
you know, I would suggest having a really little key Christmas. If you don't have to travel a lot, don't, you know, stay close. You know, I'm calling this the kids Christmas, which is keep it simple, stupid Christmas. <laughs> and, and don't complicate your life and keep it local, keep it relaxed, peaceful, and just enjoy the people around you is probably the best, the best that, advice. That is so interesting. I did a, a solo episode yesterday for, I recorded it, well, I released it actually. Today's, what's today? It released this morning and it was about how do you manage your stress using discernment and, and selectivity? What, you know, yeah. what can I choose to do versus what do I feel like I need to do, have to do? So it was, it's very much in tune with this message. I, I sort of intuitively have been getting the same message, I guess. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Well, I always say there's no new messages because it's not just like one person is getting a message. There's no, multiple no. people all over the earth who are getting the same messages. But we all bring our own energy and we all bring our own interpretations. We all have our own. I like to look at it like flavors, like everybody. Basically, you know, this is why nobody really has a, a monopoly on, on the information because the information is is basically being delivered to everyone. It's just everybody is passing it on in their own flavor. Yeah. yeah. And I figure there's so many of us who can do that. And, and the same as with the healing you know, work. There's so many different people doing it their own different ways. It's because, first of all, we need everybody. <laughs> we need as many, as yes, many people out there doing this work. But each one of us does it in our own flavor, our own way. And that's going to appeal to some people and not so much to other people. So it's great that we have this variety of intuitives, of message receivers, of, of healers out there. Exactly. And, you know, this is why I so often strive to use different language, different verbiage, because people pick up on, on different meanings and different ways of, of communication. So I try to keep it as broad as possible and not sort of speak any one lineage or any one tradition, if you'd like, because I I really have always had a calling to get information out and understanding to as many different people as possible. And I work with such a variety of people from different backgrounds, different religions, different belief systems in my practice that I trying to leave it open. Like I'll often, I'll often say, you know, universe, God, angels, what it, masters, whatever label you'd like to put on it. It's really all this universe, you know, it's yeah. all the same energy. Yeah. And no, no one of those terms is any better than the other because really we're all referring to the same energy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just names. It's just words. So do you have any particular information about 2024 for us? 2024, this is timely. 2024 is going to be a very interesting year. I've been getting a lot of messages about 2024, both for individuals and in general for, for everyone. 2024, if we look at it from, because I love to look at things from an energy vibrational point of view, is actually an eight year. An eight is the vibration of abundance, which is very, very cool. And I'm sure a lot of people will be happy to hear about that because, of course, abundance 
you know, a lot of pe- time when you think uh, you talk about abundance, people always think of money and prosperity and that kind of thing. Yes, definitely. That's part of the energy. But when we're talking about abundance, I'm talking about abundance in the broadest sense of a, what abundance really is. And abundance is in everything. It's at the cornucopia. It's relationships, it's health, it's love, it's joy, it's fulfillment, it's all those things. So I, you know, and this happened to me at the beginning of 2023, uh, and I think this happened for a lot of people. We all kind of breathed a sigh of relief and thought, okay, you know, the whole COVID thing, the whole lockdown thing, it's over. You know, 2023 is going to be such a great year. And, you know, we're going to be get back in the swing of things and all that. And uh, unfortunately, for most people, that didn't really happen. Okay. And when I look at the energy across the world, it certainly didn't happen. And what has happened in 2023 is it's been an extremely challenging year on many, many levels for many, many people. Okay. Mm-hmm. Including myself. I'll include myself in that. Okay. So 2023 didn't really live up to my expectation or probably a lot of other people's expectations. So what I'm saying to everyone is you can kind of breathe. This is why I want people to breathe through this holiday season because it's, I almost feel like it's like, how do I put this? It's like somebody spirit opened a window. Okay. I can feel that fresh air coming in. I can feel that breeze. And honestly, I think that 2024 is going to be what I thought 2023 was, okay? So it's going to be that real shift. I think there's going to be a lot of healing going on for a lot of people. I think, like, don't, I'll go into this a little bit. Economically, I think the economics for a lot of people is going to shift. Because we've all kind of got really blindsided by these massive hikes and especially in food and gas and all the kind of necessities of life, kind of the pricey thing just went crazy. And I think a lot of that is going to level out and including housing and mortgages and all that stuff. So I'm really looking forward to 2024. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to say this is Again, that it's going to be all butterflies and unicorns. There's going to be challenges. Okay, there's no question. There's always challenges because that's how we grow. But I think they're going to be different kinds of challenges. I think they're going to be of a softer nature. I think they're going to be, what's the right word? More inclusive than divisive. Okay, that's the other thing about 2023. I thought there was going to be a lot of coming together much, much more on the earth than there was in 2023, because we all, I'm not going to go into all the events. We, we yeah. know what's <laughs> going on. Okay. Um, I think that energy is going to shift. And I think that energy of inclusion, that energy of community, that energy of compassion, that energy of, of love for a fellow man, you know, and, and, caring for each other i think that's going to come in in huge waves in in 2024 so So i'm getting huge goosebumps as you talk about that and that you what you're describing is the rise of the divine feminine absolutely all all of those things you just described are part of the feminine divine feminine energy and 
Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> That's what we need. Honestly, we had to bring I, really balance. I really thought that was going to happen in yeah. 2023. And my theory, okay, my personal theory on this is that we had to go through this very difficult, very divisive, very challenging year in 2023 in order for us to bounce back and really realize that we needed to come together. Because mm-hmm. there's nothing like challenge and division and fear and, you know, there's been war and, and conflict and all those things. Those tend to, after, to bring people together and want to help each other. Yeah. So I think that was the purpose of 2023. And as we move in, see, the interesting thing is eight is not only the vibration of abundance. It's also the infinity symbol. And it's also as above, as below, and as below, as above. Which talks to our connection both to spirit and our connection to the earth. And that's another area, by the way. Those two areas are going to be very, very highlighted. And again, these are very much constructs of the divine feminine. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. There's going to be a wide kind of awakening to spirit uh, is the best way I could put it. Okay. A lot of people are going through an awakening process, but I think even more people that you may have never thought would become open and aware in that way. Uh, you're going to see that shifting in 2024. The other thing is that connection to the earth and that connection to mother earth, the connection to our need for respect and love and nurturance of the earth. And also, I think an explosion of, because when I look at the relationship with the earth, shamanism is what comes Mm -hmm. to mind and indigenous peoples, okay? Because every indigenous culture around the world has some form of shamanism. And basically, if we look at shamanism, shamanism is about respect, love, and connection to the earth. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that is going to be another big theme for 2024, 2025. Okay. Well, I talk about a lot of these themes, by the way. They're really going to start to become very upfront and center in 2024, 2025. But that energy is also going to continue uh, into 2030. We might have to do a part Walk leather discussion, okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But this energies that are grounding themselves at 2024, and this is what I think this big solar cycle is about. It's about grounding those energies in the earth through this through this next two years in 2024, 2025, to institute this massive change that's gonna culminate what I've been shown is gonna culminate in 2020, 2030. Sorry. That's what so, I think you know, others people do. say to me, like, that's, well, that's like six years from now. And I say to them, look how fast the last three, four years have gone. It was like a blink of an eye. Yeah. Okay. It's crazy. It's crazy how fast it's moving. Yeah. So 20, you know, saying, talking about 2030, to me, it's almost like 2030 is like in a few months because... <laughs> No, it's it's very scary to think about that because it really it is six years, 
Uh-huh. But um, in the church, well, okay, I'll give you a hint about 2030. I'll give you okay. the I, I was given about 2030. Okay. Uh-huh. I got to turn my paper over so I can take more yeah. notes. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Here I'm ready. <laughs> message that blew my mind. And I actually, you know, I'm pretty out there. I can take in some pretty wild concepts. But when my guys started talking about 2030 and they said this to me, I was like, really? Like, it was pretty hard. To, it was pretty hard to swallow. What they said to me, and they love to do this. They said, when you're standing in 2030, looking back to now, the world will have changed. How did they say it? The world will have changed more in that six-year period than it has in the past 300 years. Now, that is my whole body. See, even now, like, oh, when I say those words, my whole body vibrates. Yeah. Because that is almost, almost too huge a space for us to even envision. Because 300 years is huge. You know, yeah. that's more that, that's more than, well, that's way more than three generations. Even if you took our lifespan now and said the average person lives 85 years, it's, and that's our lifespan now. Okay. Mm-hmm. And not back then, certainly not 300 years ago. But even if you look at it from where we're standing today, that's, you could easily conceive that that's 400 current, I mean, four current generations. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. a, that's a big, Wow, good time. Okay. Well, I, you know, I think back to my my grandmother who was born, gosh, in probably in, it's like, I think my grandfather was 1901 and my grandmother yeah. was like 1909 or something. She was a bit younger. But when I was a kid in the 1960s and went yeah. to my grandmother's house in a little bitty town in Mississippi, and she told me to go call the library. And I went to the one phone that was in their big house and I picked it up and I, there was, there wasn't a dial on it. I mean, forget oh, it, was party line. Line. it was, it it was a party line. You had to pick it up and talk to the operator and tell the operator yeah. what you wanted. And she, <laughs> and I had, I lived in a town 20 miles away and, and that was old fashioned for us at the time. But it was, it, for me, it's such a touchstone because from my grandmother's time, when she was born, she couldn't vote. She couldn't yep. own property. She couldn't, if she lived on her own and needed anything, she had to have a brother or a father or an uncle or a husband to do, you know, to sign for her to say it was okay. And th- here we are now, even though we're losing some of our rights, we'll get them back. But we've come so far in just my lifetime, really, but <laughs> my grandmother's lifetime, particularly. And it's it's shocking to me how fast the change has been in my children's lifetime. They're in their 30s now. And I look at, we, we had our first computer just before we started having kids, right? And, right. and yeah. so our kids have only known computers and now they've got a computer in their hand with their phone. You know, it's just, the, the rate of change has been already has been speeding up exponentially just in our lifetimes. So yeah. just imagine... 
And it's been hugely speeding up in our lifetime. Okay. Because mm-hmm. we're, we're around the same, we're basically the same generation. So just imagine what they're talking about, how much change could occur in just six years. Yeah. Because like you said, it's not linear, it's exponential. Right. Yeah. That is and we're on that steep part of the exponential curve now. Exactly. We are on the speed part yeah. of the exponential curve. Right. Actually, exponential isn't even a curve, if I remember my math. But that's kind of a, up and... Yeah, it goes... Yeah. Not like, yep, straight up. Like, yep. that's what I feel like. That's what it actually... That's a really good analogy. I feel like we are in a roller coaster. And, you know, every single roller coaster has that vertical climb to, in order to power the rest of the ride, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're ticking up that... That vertical, almost vertical hill of the roller coaster, mm-hmm. and 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 it's like the top of that that the top of that hill is twenty thirty, mm-hmm. and then of course when we reach that peak and it, we race down the other side because we have all that kinetic energy yeah we built up between now and twenty thirty. So you know that just floors me when I when I think about it it just boggles my mind what that might look like and how i don't even think that sitting even where we are right now this is basically what their message was that even where we're sitting right now we can't imagine what it's going to be like in 2030 because it's going to be so fundamentally different yeah and and i just want to say for especially for the listeners that that can be very scary. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's like, cause we don't know what it's going to look like. We know it's going to be very different. I trust that it's going to be better, even if it doesn't feel like it in the, in the moment. Yes. Um, you and know? that's the message. That's the prime. That's the other primary message that it's not going to be easy. There's going to be a lot of challenges going on, but the world is going to be different. Yes, but it's going to be different in a fundamentally beautiful, incredible way you know i keep going back to you know that song the age of aquarius Mm -hmm. we are in the age literally we are in the age of aquarius now and all those things that were talked about in the song and that you know people have talked about you know love and peace and the coming together and all those wonderful things i believe that 2030 is the linchpin when actually a lot of those energies are going to be grounded in the earth and we move forward from there. Mm. So like I said, pass in your seatbelt. It's going to be yeah. an interesting ride. Yeah, it is. But I really want to stress that as humans, we get, we get frightened by, yes. by big change, particularly because it's outside our comfort zone. We don't know. We don't have the, the habits to navigate it. And so it's going to be really, really important, especially for those of us who are already holding the light and holding that vibration to be real grounded, as you say, to bring it into our bodies, bring it into the earth, to ground it strongly so that everybody can be nourished by that understanding. Yes. It's all going to be okay. And it's and all going you to know, be better. <laughs> I really also, I really want people to know especially people who have already awakened or in the awakening process and have some at least basic understanding of what's going on, 
your your vibration is so we have personal vibration is so important because you could be a single person standing in an incredibly crowded large room and simple your simple presence because of your vibration could raise that, that vibration of the whole room like people don't understand you know i love the the analogy that my my guide just gave me it's like standing in a room that it is pitch black and lighting a single match. And if you've if you've never done this, I, I want people to do this because this is an understanding on a real life level. Okay. Because and what you have to do is find a pitch black place. Most people have never, because of our modern world, they've never been in a state of pitch blackness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and pitch blackness. I'll tell you what it really is. The definition is literally you cannot see your hand in front of your face. Okay, and I've done this, and it I've done this experiment, and it is mind-boggling. Okay, mm -hmm. you're in a dark room or a dark cave or wherever you can find the darkest place that you can find, where you can't see, literally can't see your hand in front of your face, and take one of those single wooden matches and light it and you will be floored that that single match can light up that entire space okay mm -hmm. so that's you okay in a room and it could be you could be in a room with 200 people yeah yeah and this is what i love about energy what i love about spirit what i love you know see people think that in order for these changes to happen that a majority of the people on the earth have to be awake and they have to be connected and all that. That's not true. What I've been shown is that even this is the tipping point, 10%. Do you know how small that is? Yeah. 10% of the people on the earth simply need to be aware and focused and are raising their vibration and be in the light in order for all these changes to occur. Yep. Yeah. Because we always have this, we're, we're, we're conditioned to think it has to be a majority. It got to be 51% or 52% of the people. And people can't envision that because that's a massive amount of people. Okay. Yeah. That is not true. Okay. As little as 10% can actually change the vibration of the entire world. And what I've been shown is we're pretty darn close to that already. Yeah. Like literally we're knocking on the door of that 10%. I've had a really interesting experience I want to share here because it's pertinent to that. I've, I've been interviewed this in the past week by two men for podcasts. Usually this is a very woman to woman kind of you know, situation for me. But I was invited to be on their podcast and I was like, okay, I don't know what to expect here. But, and they're, they both, if you read the, the, the descriptions of their podcast, it sounds like they're kind of like skeptical, but they're interested in talking to people and, and, you know, and I'm checking with my guide, should I go in on this? Both of them, I've had these amazing conversations and in both cases, they have witnessed that as they have talked to more and more people like you and me. 
mm-hmm. that they have begun awakening. They're beginning oh, to experience gifts. They are beginning to receive messages. They're, you know, they're getting really curious. And, and that's really all it takes. They've just been in conversation with people for a while now. And it's, it's gradually, it's been lifting them up to a place where they're ready to go. Oh, look, the world is a different place than I thought it was. And okay. I find that fascinating. <laughs> I find it fascinating too, but I want to make a point about that. Okay. Is mm-hmm. it like, yeah, and I go, always go back to the energy. You have to remember what you and I are doing here. We're not meeting in person. Okay. Right. We're meeting on Zidu. Mm-hmm. But there's an energy exchange. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So what I'm saying to people is you don't even have to be in the, because I gave that big example about being in the same room. Right, right. The reason that energy healing works or that I can do a reading or read somebody's energy on Zoom is because energy's energy. Yeah. You don't even have to be in physical proximity of somebody in order for these things to happen. This yeah. is why I think, this technology is amazing. And what I've actually found, I still have people saying to me, oh, I honestly, you know, I'd really love to work with you, Laura, but you only do your Zoom stuff. And I really like, I feel better with the energy in person, right? Mm-hmm. And I try to, some people get it and some people still don't, mm-hmm. but it's actually I used to do pre-COVID, I used to do quite a bit of stuff in person. But what I discovered through COVID, doing everything online, was the energy is actually more connected. It's actually more intense. I'll tell you why. Okay. Yes, I have, I agree 100% with that. Okay, you're agreeing. Okay. Yeah. But let's explain it to everybody else. Yeah. The reason, when you're doing it online, I am in my space. I am controlling my energy. I have no distractions. I can control everything in my environment and make it a very high vibrational environment. Okay. Now, you are also in the comfort of your own home or your own office. You are in your own energy. Again, you can control everything that's going on in your space. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, if you're seeing somebody elsewhere, okay, in another venue, there's other people around, there's other distractions, there's noise, there's all the energetic interference, mm-hmm. there's there's the space that you're in in person that you might only have minimal control over mm-hmm. what the energy of that space yeah. is. And, yeah. and people don't, uh, there's still a lot of people that don't understand that. Yeah. So I find in terms of energy work of any kind, whether it's healing, whether it's like what I do, counseling and 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 readings and all that kind of thing, it's better. Yeah. It's I, not I, worse. It's not a compromise. It's actually no, better. It's actually better. And it's funny because I've been thinking about that lately because I have a couple of local clients, they're friends too, who prefer to come in person still, even though one of them lives quite a ways waste now. And Everybody else I work with is online. And I swear I I get deeper with them. I get a stronger connection with their energy, yeah. with the messages when they're not here. And I hadn't really put it together, but you're absolutely right. This is a place, this is a sacred place that I'm in right now. And <laughs> you know, and I and I have cultivated the energy of this space for years now. And 
when I go somewhere else where somebody brings their energy in here, it does change it. Whereas if I'm yes, working with you in your space, your space, yeah, they're changing just by physically coming in there. They're bringing other things with them. Yeah. I had one client come in who was so depressed and he didn't come back after the second session. But, but the, when the last time he was here, I felt like I needed to scrub the energy in this entire room when he left. Yeah, exactly. And I, I don't usually feel like that, but I was like, okay, we got to bring out the big guns and clear this stuff out of here. So I absolutely agree with you. And I, I mean, I'm really glad to hear you say that because it's definitely something I've been noticing that I would rather work on Zoom than in yeah. person now because I feel like I give you better service. Exactly. Exactly. I, I think it's better for everyone concerned. And I think it's really important for people to get rid get that myth out of their mind because as you mentioned quite a while ago, different people need different things. Different people relate to different kinds of energies. And if we can do this wonderful work virtually like this, whether it's, you know, Zoom or some other yeah, phone or anything, it doesn't matter. Yeah. That opens up an entire world of people. Yes. Like I literally have clients all over the world. Now, if I was doing in-person stuff, well, forget about it all over the world, even in Canada and the United, like I have all kinds of clients in North America and Canada and mm -hmm. the United States. Yeah, yeah. These people, I would not be able to, the only people that I would be able to service would be local people. Yeah. And that to me is not a good thing. Right, right. Because obviously, because I'm attracting people from all over the world, these people are people that I need to connect with. And the same for you or the same for anybody right. else who's doing any kind of service. There's people that need to connect with you that might not be anywhere near you. Yeah, yeah. Plus, this way we get to expand that, that lifting of the vibration, that rippling out even further. Oh, absolutely. You know? Which is really well, amazing and wonderful. Is, the thing that, look at it this way. This is, this, I love they just whack me again. You are take we are, to, okay, I'm just going to use me as the example, okay? I am taking my energy and I am planting it in another part of Canada. Okay? I'm planting it in Ontario, for example. Or I'm taking my energy and I'm planting it in Florida. Or I'm taking my energy and I'm planting it in California. Or I'm taking my energy and I'm planting it in Ireland or right. Spain or Brazil or, and you know what? And this is the interweaving. This yeah. is part of the divine feminine. Well, I love this. Yes. So yes. It's part of the divine feminine. Okay. The divine feminine is all about weaving all energies together. Yeah. Weaving yeah. That blanket, weaving that tapestry. Right. And that's super. I, I, just feel yeah. like it's for the involvement of the earth and all of us on it. I think that that is an absolute essential part of the, the of it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think about this podcast, you know, my podcast, which is pretty, pretty small in terms of, you know, reach still, but you know, this, our conversation is going to go out with people who, anybody who wants to listen to it around the world, exactly listen to it 
And that's also taking our energy to other places. Exactly. You know, so it's, I just, I love this whole technology thing. I've always been an early adopter because it does connect us in these energetic ways that we're not easy to do before. And, you know, I keep telling people, because I'll, I'll be frank, there's some things that I don't like about technology. Okay. But I keep telling people it's not the technology, it's the way we are using it. Okay. Mm -hmm. The technology is just a tool. That's right. And even our phones. Okay. I've been, I, I, I kind of get on my soapbox about the whole phone thing. Okay. Because people, there are people out there who are letting their phones rule their lives. Okay. And, and it's their issue. Okay, it's not the phone. Yeah, the phone is a simple tool. It's yeah. like saying, it's like holding a fork and say, this fork is is running my life. Yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> you know, it's not the fork. The fork's not doing anything, okay? Uh-huh. It's really about how you're using the fork. And if you're stabbing people with the fork, it's not the fork's fault. You're the one that's stabbing people with the fork, Okay. <laughs> So I look at the phones the same way. I think the phones are, again, if they're used right, properly, and they're used as a tool, mm-hmm. an aid, a helpmate, they have massive abilities to add things to our life. Yeah. If we allow them to be our, to be an addiction, to mm-hmm. be run our lives, you know, we can't function, without, you know, without <laughs> our phones. You know, you have your phone on in your face every minute of the day. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you something that I just absolutely almost, I couldn't even believe that I actually saw this. I actually saw this in real life. I was in a uh, park and I sat there, I was out walking. I sat down for a minute because I just wanted to kind of contemplate my belly button in nature. And I just thought I'll sit down for a minute. And I looked over and there was a bench and there was two young kids. I don't know, like maybe 12, 13 kind of inch. And they're sitting right beside each other. And I, and I was sitting and they had their phones in their hands and they were both looking at their phones. Mm-hmm. And I sat there and I looked at them for a while. And I thought, oh, isn't that sad? They're, you know, they're not here. They're obviously two friends and they're out in nature and they're sitting there and they are glued to their phones. Mm-hmm. And I watched them for a while and it suddenly, I got the message loud and clear. And the message was they're texting each other. And I just went, no, you know, they're sitting, literally they're sitting beside each other. Mm-hmm. And, and my guys just said, yes, they are literally texting each other. And I was so absolutely incensed by this. <laughs> and I walked over to them. And I politely asked these two young people, I said, are you guys texting each other? And they both looked at me like I was from Mars. And they yeah. said, oh, yeah, that's yeah, we're, that's what we're doing. And I said to them, I said, you're sitting right beside each other. Talk to each other. OK. <laughs> and, and they were kind of looked at each other and then they looked at me and they were kind of dumbfounded. And then they God, they actually put their phones in their pocket and they actually started having a conversation. And I walked away smiling like a Cheshire cat. But they were 
dumped it. Like, honestly, the looks had they to had, come to them. They almost, I'm sure that they hadn't even considered that option. Okay. This is what scares me about what's going on with young people. Okay. Yeah. And like, so I, I, if I ever, I will do exactly the same thing if I ever see kids doing that again. But this is what I'm talking about is allowing these devices to control us instead of using them as a tool. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And this is I'm scary. No, oh, so good. Yeah, it is. But I have a lot of faith. I have two millennials who, you know, for the longest time, the only way they would communicate with me was text. And and they've turned out pretty good. And they actually will call me and we'll have conversations now. So I, I have I have hope. Well, okay, let me put it let me put it to you another way. There's nothing wrong with texting. I love texting. And oh yeah, me too. For handy. Because yeah. there's a lot of times where you want to tell somebody something, but it's inappropriate to have a, a phone conversation. Yeah. Okay. You don't want to so just to whip that text and say, you know, whatever. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. great. But let's beside each I know, other I know, I know all right so can you let the listeners know where they can find you yeah the best place to find me and to find information about me and testimonials and stuff like that is on my website and it's very simple it's www.spiritspeaks to the number two dot me okay. and the best thing if you want to get in touch with me i always i always recommend the best thing is either to best way is is email and my emails all over my website and it's really simple it's just laura Horway at gmail.com um and i'm also all over facebook so you can find me on facebook both my personal profile which i do a lot of information on and i also have a facebook group which is called spirit speaks to me imagine that and the best like I said, the best way to contact, and you can actually direct message me on Messenger too. But the best way, if you're looking for contact and information, is to just shoot me an email. Great, and all of that will be in the in the show notes, so you can find it there if you didn't get a chance to write it down. Lauren <laughs> is so organized. <laughs> I was so I trained really well. But this opportunity to wish you and your family the happiest of merriest christmases and the most wonderful joyous new year and to all your listeners as well i just feel this over encompassing wave of love mm -hmm. and i'm just putting that love energy yep. into the end of this broadcast so that energy just goes out into the world because i think that's the most important thing that we can do yeah that's the biggest gift we can give to the world so absolutely all right. Well, thank you so much for coming back and having another incredible conversation with me. And thank you so much for having me. It's You're welcome. And you have wonderful holidays too and Merry Christmas. And I will, I'm sure we'll be in touch in the future. Thank you so much for joining us today on Curiously Wise. I hope this conversation has left you feeling inspired and curious about the world around and within you. After all, curiosity is the key to growth and understanding. So keep asking questions and exploring new ideas. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing and or leaving a review. It helps us be found by others. If you're curious to learn more about me or my healing practice, Heartlight Wellness, head over to my website at heartlightjoy.com. Until next time, I'm Lauren Whitting. 
stay curious.